Welcome to ConX, a global leadership platform for construction executives. This podcast is delivered weekly, featuring a construction executive each week. This week we're going to do something a little bit different, a set of uh, interviewing a construction executives. Uh, we're going to go through some of the uh, ways that we can deal with the current situation we're in related to the coronavirus. So I refer to this as the Connex um, coronavirus episode. Um, so we're going to be focusing on, you know, some items taken out of uh, the concept of EOS. If you don't know what EOS is, EOS is Entrepreneur Operating System, and it's just a, a process of trying to simplify uh, the complex. So that's what we're going to kind of do today and I kind of want to walk through it and and you know use this as kind of a survival guide of you know how we deal with the current situation that we're in and how do we keep our wits about us so um, so to begin this uh, we want to talk about you know uh, what are we gonna do what it, you know what how do we deal with the current situation uh, relative uh, you know the fact is many people are angry about this situation they're angry about their loss of work they're angry about you know the fact people are getting sick they're angry about how the government's dealing with it they're angry about a lot of different things and we have to deal with that um, so the initial reactions of most people is obviously going to be disbelief anger um, frustration um, you know and then the last but not least panic and um, it's important to keep logic as a perspective in this entire thing uh, because in this uh, window of fear uh, we can feel um, that we are completely overwhelmed so it's important to kind of take that step back a little bit and think about it in broader terms um, it's important that you check in with your people as a construction executive. It's important you check in with your people on a on a more frequent basis, uh, depending on the size of your organization. Depends on how you do this. Uh, I personally, what I have done is, I personally reached out to every individual in my company, talked one on one about the situation and what we're doing to get by it now that may not be feasible if you have you know if you're a Larry Blackburn and you have hundreds or thousands of people or you know Stephen Gray where you have thousands of people around the world but you know if you're a David Dean and you have uh, 50 60 people that may very well be positive uh, possible so uh, that's one way you want to make it personal in nature um, you know the common question I get during these conversations is uh, what I think about the situation and I simply state that I'm a realist the fact is there is a situation no doubt but if we take it week by week and work through this and deal with issues as we you know go week by week we're gonna be fine on the other side of this you know we're not only gonna be able to survive we're gonna be able to thrive and uh, that's the message I try to to instill in people and try to push out it, at, in these times it's important that you be calm um, you avoid the panic 
you be a realist, you take the necessary actions that need to uh, be taken, you over communicate what you're doing so that nobody, you know, is misunderstanding what the situation is at any point in time. Um, so this is not about who's responsible for it in our eyes, okay? We're facing uh, something that we knew existed, but we didn't know it could actually happen. Um, commonly referred to as the black swan. If you've ever read the book, uh, Never Split the Difference, a black swan is just an event that completely shakes our life or, or it's it's unexpected at the time. However, in reality, it's not unexpected. It very well could be a reality. And in the book, he, you know, he just discusses how uh, the first person who um, became, uh, you know, suicide by cop was a guy who robbed a bank back in the early 1980s. And he, his actions showed that he wanted to be murdered by the cops, or I should say, killed by the cops. Um, he his actions indicated that but the our mindset was that we needed to negotiate with this guy well this guy didn't want to negotiate this guy wanted to be killed i mean it was simple as that so in a similar situation we we knew that this was always a possibility there's plans in place. There's, you know, the World Health Organization has discussed it. Um, but when it actually hit us, I think that we're kind of caught off guard in the fact that we didn't realize it, it could happen so quickly. Um, so um, the fact is, is that our lives have been disrupted. Uh, it has shaken our confidence in our families, our employees, our community, and our businesses. And that's the that's kind of what we're going to talk about here and how do we overcome that uh economically speaking we have been here before i mean that's a fact uh there is no difference between where we were, were in the 2007 2008 2009 and today uh economically we've suffered a constant we've suffered a, a setback and uh or if you can look at it a different way a setup for uh, a future explosion of growth so this may seem unprecedented, unprecedented, but in reality, it's nothing new, um, strictly from an economic perspective. Uh, the possibility of recession is real. If we're not in it right now, then you know the the fact is is that um, we'll we may realize that later. Um, but now is the time for us to put together uh, some type of plan of what we're going to do and how we're going to deal with it. Okay, um, so if you go back to the last recession, the what referred to as the greatest, uh, the Great Recession back in 2007 through 2009, you'll realize that most people uh, delayed the you know critical actions that need to take place. Right? There's a lot of people who had who were optimists, you know, and if you've never um, never have uh, seen uh, you know a little short video on the Stockdale paradox um, that uh, the author Jim Collins describes in the book Good to Great you need to look at that um, in fact I'll probably attach it to this podcast and he just talks about don't be an optimist but just be a realist right we know we're going to get through this 
That's a fact. We know our business is going to get through this. How we get through it and how long it's going to be is the question. Um, and so it's something we have to deal with. There's two things in that video that in his book that I took from it. And it was to have faith that we will endure the hardships and prevail in the end. You have to really believe that. And secondly, and hold uh, hold to the faith without wavering while still over, uh, confronting the brutal realities of the current situation. So we have to be realistic of what's occurring out there and the consequences we have to us and our companies, but have a unwavering focus or unwavering faith that we're going to get through this hardship. It's just a matter of how long and um, and how we're going to do it. So we don't want to, de- you know, just be in a, a state of denial. We want to move forward. So kind of with that said, let's talk about how do we move forward. What are some of the planning strategies we can take uh, in general uh, to kind of get through this? Uh, the first one, I think, um, and this was this was actually given uh, as a survival checklist uh, by one of uh, my colleagues uh, that's part of a CEO group with me, and uh, they shared this with me about you know how how do we how do we get through this current situation? What are some things that we need to do uh, in order to get through it? So uh, the first thing. And the most important thing is to stay focused and completely disciplined. Disciplined. Um, we need to exercise discipline in what we do every day, and we need to focus on what we're doing. And I, you know, what I told mo- all my folks in uh, in our meeting, and I, I remind them periodically. Actually, I did a video for them. Uh, I just told them, "This is what you need to do. You need to go and do your job." You need to do your job with discipline and focus every single day. As long as you're doing your job, everything else is going to work out. Similar to a football team, everybody has a position, everybody has a responsibility. If someone misses their blocking assignment, then that's going to affect something else, right? Or it's going to affect our our trajectory, trajectory moving forward. So... That's what, you know, staying focused is probably the most important thing. We can get caught up in everything that's happening around our world, but the fact is we need to stay focused and we need to be disciplined. Uh, And you know what that means for your organization. Just communicate. Go do your job. Do your job and do your job well, especially especially since we're working at home, working at a distance. It's important to stay focused and disciplined. Uh, number two, make a contingency uh, plan for possible scenarios. And I'm not talking about every scenario out there. I mean, there are going to be a lot of things that could happen, but the most likely situations. Um, and that includes looking at cash, uh, cash flow, cash planning, what you do uh, with the money you do have, because there's going to be a liquidity issue here in the future. People are going to start holding on to their money. And when they start doing that, you have to have a plan in place to deal with that. So so it's important to have contingencies in place. If this happens, this is what I'm going to do. And like I said before, don't, don't think about everything 
that could possibly go wrong. Think about the most likely things that can happen. You know, I always say, uh, realm of, uh, you know, there's two circles. There's a realm of control and a realm of concern. Anything outside the bubble of the realm of control, I mean, a realm of, con uh, of uh, control uh, can't be outside the bubble of the realm of concern. So if we can't affect it, we can't be concerned by it. That doesn't mean we don't think about it, but we can't affect it. In this situation, we cannot affect the fact that there's a virus out there that has shut down most of our economy. What we can do is we can deal with the, you know, the tangible uh, task and issues that we that that we have control over rather than focusing on that bigger issue so make contingencies and plan for cash liquidity issues uh, number three uh, mentally, mentally prepare to be a leader in your company uh, we need to make sure that if somebody steps out because of sickness or because of an issue um, that uh, we have somebody in their place to pick up and move on and we have a process in place if you are the type of company that has a lot or is a smaller company or the type of company where people uh, don't kind of share information this is going to be tough for you um, so so you need to make sure to cross train and have processes in place that if someone were to get sick or have to step out for one situation or the other we have a way to uh, make sure that the you know the 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 movie goes on you know um, that we continue to stay on track and the mission continues to go on regardless of who is part of the mission so make sure we we're doing that uh, number uh, number four uh, decide now in advance how much you can do to help your employees through the crisis and this is a tough one here okay so what do you do you know um, what's your sick leave policy? Uh, is there any extensions you're going to get? What's the vacation policy? Um, what can you afford to do? Do you have to change things? Do you have to temporarily suspend things like 401ks? You know, there's a lot of different things that you have to consider. Uh, we want to be generous. We want to be kind. Uh, but we don't want to leave it open-ended. Uh, we want to uh, understand that the survival of the business is more important than any one individual and I say that not to be mean but the but once again I always go back but the reality is without a business people don't have the job we have this 80 20 theory in America now that if you know 80 percent of the people who will get the virus uh, won't really be affected and the 20 percent will be uh, either majorly or moderately affected well, we have to take care of the 80% because if we don't take care of the 80%, then the 20% won't be taken care of. So that 80%, uh, you know, is the vast majority of our employees. How are we going to deal with them? How are we going to make it to where they're going to stay around? How do we retain them? Um, how do we um, make it to where they're focused on their work rather than uh, if they're going to have a job tomorrow? So we need to make sure that we have something in place. How are we going to deal with this crisis um, in advance rather than just being um, reactive to the situation? We want to make sure that we have an, uh, an alternate accountability chart uh, based on contingencies, people stepping out, having different issues, um, people getting sick, uh, you know, 
we need to have an accountability chart for those situations. Um, the the next one is to uh, is to prepare a uh, a weekly cash flow forecast. Now now most companies do this, or at least I hope most companies do this. But we need to plan a little further out than just. Um, you know, guidance says you know 12 to 13 weeks um, need to be our cash flow forecasting during this period of time. Uh, why is that important? It's important, like I had mentioned before. Uh, uh, cash liquidity is going to be a major concern in the future, and I'll just use my business if, as a model here. Um, we're maintaining our business, adding a little bit here or there, so we haven't been majorly affected. But after this project has, you know, uh, after this project, after this this period of time has gone by and the virus is kind of in our rearview mirror, we have about 20, 30 p people that are about ready to start projects and projects are going to start up. There's going to be a, a lot of pent up need there. And that need and that um, necessitates a, uh, a, amount of cash to pay for it so when we go from you know 60 to 80 90 people I mean there is a there is a cash crunch that's going to occur and you need to be prepared for that also along with that keep in mind that that we have to be aware of what we pay and how we pay it you know I'm always one a big believer in paying your bills on time um, but in these times you know, companies like banks or lending institutions will make some concessions to help businesses out. And we have to kind of seek those out and kind of consider who we pay uh, and the frequency we pay them. What can we negotiate? Those type of items. But we need to know what a cash, what our cash flow is going to be on a week by week basis for an extended period of time, like a 90 day period. We want to manage the accounts payable, and uh, and this once again this sounds terrible, but it's you know um, when I say manage accounts payable, this is who we're paying. Um, we have the must pays. We have strategic partners that we can negotiate with, like I refer to as the bank, and then we have everybody else. We have to, as everybody else tightens their belt a little bit and pays a little slower. And those type of things happen. We have to be aware of that. I mean, there are some things that we must pay. Uh, you know, here's a good one: payroll tax. Well, we may be <laughs> given a little uh, holiday on that with the government right now. But the fact is, if you don't pay the government, um, you don't pay your employees their wages, you're not going to be able to move forward. So those are must pays. Strategic partners. These are people like you know, say banks or whatever that we can negotiate with and and figure out alternate uh, payment terms and then we have everybody else these are people maybe suppliers or whatever that we could you know uh, work a work a deal out to where we can you know maybe one-time deals with a certain supplier or something that we can work out I'm not really a big advocate of of you know uh, people we don't have a relationship with extending the amount of time that we hold on our you know their money but the reality is you have to be aware that you have people you must pay and then you have to have strategic partners uh, that's a fact we want to watch our accounts receivable with new diligence not only just having forecasts but we need to watch it um, 
you know any savvy customer is going to classify the receivables in the categories we just listed must pays strategic partners and everybody else um, I would hope that people just pay their bills and don't you know um, don't overextend themselves but in these times people are going to overextend themselves that is reality so we have to watch our accounts receivable and if we see an issue occurring we immediately address that issue and last but not least we want to watch our scorecards what I mean by that is we want to look at our metrics on a regular basis you know if you're not looking and you're not looking at your financials weekly and you're not saying okay this is what my overhead costs are and this is how much revenue I'm bringing in if you're not looking at that and you can't assess that then you need to relook at that relook at that situation um, and the reason I say that is you could be losing money and not even be aware of it um, you have to be aware that of what revenue you're generating and how that relates to the cost you're putting out so um, you need to know on a week by week basis not just a project by project basis we want to know sure sure week by week and if we are losing money then we can take an action to mitigate that uh, that's you know it should be a no-brainer there but a lot of people don't monitor it and that's why people go out of business is they don't monitor that they, they're not aware of what their costs are uh, you know what what our costs are uh, you know related to the uh, revenue they're bringing in so um, okay, so we're kind of through that a little bit. I do want to share uh, a couple other things with you. Uh, first is uh, there is a, a something out there called a business pandem uh, pandemic um, planning checklist, and it kind of goes through some items here. Um, let me see how many. It's only two pages long. It's, it's six items, and it, it goes for the six items are real clear. Clear plan for an impact. Uh, um, on your business, plan for the impact it has on your employees, establish the policies uh, to be implemented, allocate res resources to protect the employees and the customers, communicate and educate uh, employees, and then coordinate with external organizations to, uh, and help in your community. So this is just you know key items that we need to we need to consider. Um, as we go about uh, our work every day. The first of all, a plan for the impact on your business. Have somebody who's responsible as a coordinator um, who can help develop a, a, a planned response. Uh, that may be a collateral duty. It's gotta be someone who has a lot of authority with your organization. Um, we wanna identify essential employees um, and critical inputs that we have to have. We need to train and prepare ancillary forces, workforces like contractors and other people we can bring in. We want to develop and plan for scenarios likely to result in an increase or decrease in demand. So how are we going to deal with you know increase or decrease in demand? What is the we're going to determine what the potential impact uh, to the business financials there are going to be? Um, we're going to look at you know the potential impact to domestic international travel and in this case uh, we know that it's tremendously uh, you know especially internationally I mean it's just just not happening right now domestically uh, that could be put into a major 
you know, be a major concern in the very near future. I mean, look what's happening in New York right now. Um, find up-to-date, reliable uh, information to monitor. Establish an emergency communication plan and how we communicate that and how we put it out and make sure that it's all-inclusive. Here's a great idea here. How about um, having mass, mass Texas that you can put out for information on a regular basis? And then we want to implement any exercise or drills that we want to test the plan periodically. So that's how we plan for our business. Now let's plan for our employees and customers. Forecast uh, and allow for employees' absence during a pandemic. So if somebody is going to be sick, how are we going to deal with that? We implement guidelines to modify the frequency and the type of face-to-face -face contact if we're going to have it. We want to encourage and track um, vaccinations um, for different types of vaccinations, or different type of drugs people are using. Uh, and that's tough because, you know, you kind of run up against HIPAA laws there about what kind of information you want to gather. But during times where people can be contagious, we as employers have the right to know if someone has the coronavirus and be able to transmit to somebody else. Evaluate employee access to and availability to healthcare services. Um, we, want to, we want to evaluate employees' access availability of mental health services because during these times, it's not just the physical. People are dealing with a lot of mental issues, how they're going to pay their bills, how they're going to deal with these issues. Uh, we got to be able to get our arms around that. We want to identify em employees and key customers with special needs um, so we can m help meet those needs. During these times, it is the times you're going to make customers for life and I say that because it's not during the easy times you find customers it's during those tough times where you know you have to do something that's difficult and this is an optimum optimum opportunity so let's talk about establishing policies uh, that we need to implement um, we want to have a policy for compensation sick leave those type of things we talked about before we want to step aside um, policies for flexible work environment and work hours. We want to establish policies preventing um, the spread of any kind of anything within the workspace. How are we going to deal with that? Establish these policies for employees who expose themselves. Um, establish policy for restricting travel to affected geographical areas like we don't want people probably flying in and out of New York right now there's such a big so many you know that's 50 percent all the cases currently we want to set up the uh, authorities triggers and procedures for activating and terminating the company's response plan what do we do when do we have to modify you know uh, our plan moving on to the next section allocating resources to protect employees and customers uh, provide efficient and uh, accessible infection control supplies, hand sanitizers, all those type of things. Uh, we're working with organizations now that we actually are providing people that are that have a skill set to deal with this virus, and they're on the job site, uh, you know, providing uh, guidance, supplies, and uh, determining if there is an issue on the job. We want to enhance communication. And, uh, you know, information technology makes that very easy today. We want to ensure the availability of medical uh, uh, consultation uh, or advice on emergency response. So the next section we're going to go through is communicate to and educate your employees. 
So we need to develop and disseminate programs and materials covering the fundamentals of the pandemic we're dealing with. We want to anticipate, and there's plenty of those resources out there currently. You just search on the internet. We want to anticipate employees' fears and anxieties, rumors and misinformation. If we do not clearly communicate, you know what's going to occur? They're going to automatically make, uh, you know, come up with a story um, and communicate that to others if we fail to communicate. So it's important to get out in front of that and put out information. Um, we want to make sure the communications are cultural uh, and linguistic, linguistically appropriate. Um, so how we talk to people, how we communicate is important. Disseminate information to employees about pandemic pre preparedness and response. Provide information for, uh, for at-home care of ill employees or family members. And develop platforms uh, for communicating any kind of status of the pandemic um, and what we're doing about it. We want to identify any community sources for timely and accurate, accurate pandemic information. There's a lot of information out there. We need to figure out what's the most reliable information that we need to gather and utilize that information. And it may not be just one. It may be multiple different, um, you know, uh, sources that we use. The last section of uh, this uh, pandemic uh, checklist is coordinate with external organizations. Uh, collaborate with insurers, healthcare plans, local healthcare facilities, um, and understand their capabilities. Collaborate with federal, state, and local public health agencies of how we deal with something. Have somebody in your organization communicate. If we have somebody gets coronavirus, how do we deal with that? You want to communicate with local and state public health agencies on emergency responders about the assets and services your business could contribute to the community. You know, we have, especially in construction, capabilities that we can help others with. It's important in these times that we don't just focus on ourselves and our business. We focus on others also. And we want to be able to share best practices with our community about how we dealt with the situation. I, I have been able to uh, get a lot of great information by having peer groups and meeting and talking about how are we handling this issue. Uh, one of the ideas that somebody had for me recently was uh, because we have, um, you know, a whole bunch of restaurants having difficulties right now, why don't we have everybody in the company submit a restaurant that we want to support uh you know, and then the company each week, and then the company go out and buy food for everybody in the company from that restaurant. And I thought that was a great idea. That's engaging people in a solution, um, and I think that's that's good in a lot of ways. It shows that you care. Uh, it also, you know, changes you know people's mindset. Um, a lot of great things from that. People want to do want to have action. Um, and that's a way that we can kind of deal with that. Uh, so kind of to sum this all up, I just want to say more importantly than anything is that we want to be the person who is a realist but also keeps everything in perspective. Uh, people during these times look for leadership and um, you can tell real leaders from people who are just 
we are, I used to always say leaders during peacetime because in the military, you know, wartime is where you really see people's leadership abilities. Um, but during this time of war, which we're at right now, the real leaders are going to kind of come out. And, the, and as if you're a senior manager in an organization, it's time for you to flex your leadership skills, communicate to people, get in front of them. Uh, reassure them be realistic with them they're looking to you for answers it's important you give those answers if you fail to give those answers you know what they're gonna do they're gonna come up with their own answer and their own answer um, may be not accurate so very important you get out in front of this if you're a leader and you're not uh, an outgoing extroverted type of people and you, you find it difficult to communicate with people um, just because it's not part of your personality, then you need to have somebody step in and be that person. It is imperative during this time that we over-communicate. This is the situation, this is where we're going, and this is our status. If you don't do that, you're going to lose people. Uh, you're going to create unnecessary anxiety uh, among uh, people. And, and I've seen this during the military when, you know, you go into places um, or referred to as hot zones, you know, areas where, um, you know, you could potentially uh, have enemy contact. If you are not out in front of this and you're not communicating what the issue is and you're not showing leadership like, hey, you're willing to to do what it takes uh, to accomplish your mission if you're not gonna if you don't do that then there's a lack of trust um, just lack of willingness to to try and it is so important during these times we we practice things like leadership by example leadership through communication you know I mean there's numerous different things that we have learned and uh, I can't say it enough but communication is probably one of the most important things we can use during this time uh, failure to communicate is a failure in business and uh, once again if you are not the type to communicate on a regular basis um, or you just you know don't enjoy communicating or you know you're not an approachable person you need to go find somebody in your company that is that and communicate that get them to communicate your message uh, because during these times that's what people need people need that that reassuring voice people need that uh, a reality check of where we're at because if you sat you know at in home at home and you turn the television on to a news station you're gonna hear a lot of bad things all day long some may be realistic some may not be um, some may affect a specific region some some may not some may affect a specific business entity and it may not even even be yours but if you don't do that then then uh, once again people will develop their own theories about what is actually occurring so this has been my, uh, you know, the Connex version of uh, the dealing with the coronavirus. I hope it was of some help to you. A uh, little bit of a different format. Uh, I got this information from multiple different sources. Uh, a lot of great information contained in this podcast about how to deal with it. Uh, you know, on a uh, on a um, uh, a day by day basis. You know, if you want to consult with me and ask me some questions or have me um, come in and um, 
communicate for you. I'm willing and able to do that. Uh, people say, well, why would I have you come to my organization to communicate for me? Well, how you say things as, 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 is as important as what you say. So if you don't have somebody with an organization that can do that, you maybe need to get somebody like myself or somebody else. But we are a resource uh, for you, and uh, I, uh, I look forward to, uh, to helping any of you out there that need my help. Uh, you can go to my website, aceconsulting.net, um, and uh, you have, my contact information is there. And we can, you know, um, and you can feel free to reach out to me at any point in time. It's important not to fall into the panic and the hysteria here. Uh, this is not a good situation, but it's not the end of the world, right? Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a big believer in God. And I personally think that this, you know, God has a plan. He's working behind the scenes. We just need to take it week, week in and week out, take it week by week. You know, at, at, when I ran marathons in the past, I would say, take that next step in front of you. And sometimes it helps just look looking down at the road surface in front of you rather than looking a mile ahead of you. Because sometimes it's that, just that next step is going to get you where you need to be. A journey of a thousand miles starts with just one step, right? And, you know, that's that's where we're at right now this is maybe a long difficult road but we have to do it step by step and step by step means week by week and look at that from a business perspective once again you need anything feel free i'm going to be back uh you know pushing out podcast a little bit difficult with people being busy right now uh to get some podcasts out so i may do some things that are different like i did today i went through you know some of the items to how how are you gonna you know get through this coronavirus uh uh situation and during this period of, of difficult times and i hope it was of help to you if it was share it with somebody else um and uh, i know it's always nice uh, for people to have resources to go to and plans of action if anything I hope that this podcast gave you uh, a little insight into some of the things that you can do in your organization to help. So I look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week. And and, uh, like I said, if you need anything, feel free to reach out to me. Mm -hmm.